You're at brunch with a new group of friends when, less than five minutes in, they begin talking about a woman that you all know from your book club. She's totally fake, one says with an eye roll, and the ladies all amen as another leans in, lowers her voice, and whispers, plus I heard that her dad supports her. Mm -hmm. The fancy apartment, the trips, yeah, that's all daddy's money. You freeze knowing they'll soon turn to you to chime in. So you order another mimosa to buy yourself some time. But what do you do? The gossip makes you a little uncomfortable, but will you look self-righteous if you shut it down? Will you appear disloyal to the group? Will you look like you're choosing a side by contributing to their catty speculations? And the biggest question of all, do you even have the right to call it out if you have been guilty of gossiping yourself? This week, I can confidently say that I think I'm going to help you look at gossip in a completely different way, because as it turns out, there's actually a good and bad kind. So today, we're going to explore, one, how to tell the difference, two, the impacts it's having directly on your friendships, three, reasons why we do it, and then finally, I want you to hang tight to the very end of the episode, because I'm going to share two scripts that you can use to shut it down without the awkwardness. Now, I have seven scripts total for responding to gossip along with a video to illustrate what each type looks like in action. And you'll find that in our private group coaching membership. So you can join anytime by searching friend forward anywhere you download apps and become a member for as little as $5 a week, cancel anytime. But for now, I'll pause so you can head to the app to download your full list of gossip stopping scripts. And in the meantime, Let's have a dance break, shall we? This is Friend Forward, the podcast. And if you're having girl problems, we got you. I'm Danielle Byer Jackson, a certified friendship coach, and I am here to help you through it. So the scenario that I shared in the introduction was actually a very real experience based on a very true story. And I know that you have experienced some variation of that story for yourself at some point with other women. And let me say this, gossip gets such a bad rap. And whenever the subject comes up, we all collectively shame it and we want to make it clear that we don't like it, right? We'll respond with something like, oh my God, I hate when women gossip. Like I can't even do drama, you know? But I want to say we might have the wrong idea. So here's what gossip actually means. Sharing fact-based information about a person when he or she is not present. That's it. So if you've ever talked about your sister's big test coming up or told someone that your friend got a new car last weekend, well, you gossiped. I know, cringe. You you probably feel shame around that, right? Now, rumors are different in that they involve speculation and hypothesis. So you're adding a little bit of, let's say, flavor to your story, right? Which can obviously be super devastating, as you're kind of like distorting a version of the truth. And then of course, once that's set loose, it has this, you know, ripple effect of damaging consequences for the person you're talking about, right? So picture this, a group of women are sitting on the patio, drinks in hand, discussing somebody's bad haircut, relationship troubles, or even their obnoxious laugh. Here's where things become problematic. If I tell you someone got a haircut, that's a fact. 
if I use it as an example of how this woman has the worst taste and she's been slacking lately on her appearance, well, negative gossip. If I tell you that Maria and Brian are in, you know, relationship counseling, I mean, while that ain't really none of your business, it's a fact. Now, when I begin to speculate as to why they got there and insert my own opinion on whether or not Maria needs to leave, now that's gossip. <laughs> if I tell you that Tanya has a distinct laugh and the office has come to know her for it, that's a fact. But as soon as I mention that she needs to tone it down because the shrill sound makes me want to cut my ears clean off, Simon Peter style. I mean, now that's not exactly a pleasant exchange. So the key differentiator here in positive or negative gossip is just its purpose, how much we're evaluating the fact-based information we're sharing and our intent, of course. And believe it or not, this has actually emerged as a large area of study in the anthropological, sociological, and psychological arenas, right? Like the function of gossip, its purpose, how we do it, and why. And so gossip, remember the sharing of information about somebody who's not around, it helps us to determine social norms. So it turns out that two-thirds of our conversation would be qualified as gossip, exchanging information about other people. That's not necessarily uh, malicious at the root, right? If you tell me a story about how somebody did something crazy at work and I'm new to this job and you're telling me that, you know, after this person did this crazy thing, the bosses didn't like it and so they let her go. I walk away from that conversation having learned the boundaries here at this company. That was a good example to help me understand the culture here at this company and what they value. I learn information about who's an ally through gossip. I learn about what's acceptable behavior. I learn about norms. Is what I'm doing normal? Am I, you know, acceptable in the way that I behave or live my life? But we learn that through kind of comparison and talk of what's going on with the people around us. Research from the University of California finds that we spend on average about an hour a day gossiping. And 75% of that gossip or information exchange of people who aren't present is non-evaluative, which means like it's neutral. We're not evaluating, assessing, integrating our own opinion. We're just sharing factual information. So that's good news. But 15% of it is negative and 10% of the gossip is positive. So I'm sharing this because we sometimes wonder, wait, am I gossiping? And my hope is that this helps to clarify a little bit. But let's spend a little time exploring negative gossip because that's the context we're more familiar with. And that's the one that's been causing some of us some issues. So why do some women engage in negative gossip? Well, allow me to count the ways. Number one, it makes us feel closer to each other. No, seriously, research actually shows that sharing a negative opinion of someone can make you feel connected to that person. Now, we're going to talk in a little bit about how this can be detrimental overall, but that is why some women engage. This is also why, have you ever noticed sometimes you'll meet a new friend for the first time and like in the initial conversation, she's telling you some dirt on somebody else and you're like, oh my God, I just met you, but she could be doing it because she's trying to build a connection with you, this person she just met, right? Now, Obviously, that's not the best way of going about establishing connection with somebody new or with somebody in general, but that's one of its functions is to breed a sense of connection. The number two reason we sometimes engage in negative gossip is because we're trying to build alliances. Again, this is a problematic way of doing that. And I also encourage you to explore why you need to 
get other women on your side or keep them from, you know, liking another woman. But if I'm trying to have more loyalty to myself and get you to be more loyal to me and to see me more favorably than that other girl, then naturally I'm going to share negative opinions or even rumors. Remember, we talked about the definition of that. I'm going to share those things about her because I want to bring her down in your opinion so that by extension, you look at me better. Okay. Again, you know, not healthy, but one of the reasons why some people engage. Number three is the most obvious reason, in my opinion, and that's insecurity. We blame insecurity for everything, but I think that's with good reason. You know, if I'm not secure in my marriage or my body or my abilities, then yes, it offers a temporary relief to think about how somebody else uh, is doing worse, right? And I feel a little bit better or a little less um, sad and awkward and hypersensitive to my own perceived insufficiencies. One final reason why women tend to engage in this behavior is because some women take a perverse pleasure in talking poorly of other people. And I think we attach that motive to most gossip. Like when we say the word gossip, we think of this girl who's like, you know, um, I should have a video of me doing this so I can show you, but you know, like putting her fingers together, like Mr. Burns from the Simpsons, you know, and it's like, oh, excellent. You know, like with this creepy intent. And I think we automatically associate all gossip with that imagery oh she's a bad person because she gossiped I don't think the average person is trying to actively bring this person down and takes delight in it but yes I do think there are some women who do I've met them okay I have been one like if we're being just totally real here in my past I have been one and I think we attach that motive to a lot of people and I think it is definitely some people I just don't want us to overgeneralize in thinking that all people if they're gossiping it's because they take pleasure in bringing someone down okay it is some people's reality so now how does this impact our friendships it might seem obvious because you're like oh I already know it makes me feel uncomfortable and I, do, I have trust issues with a girl who's gossiping yes you know number one it might connect us according to research but I think it's worth noting that not every connection is a healthy one it can work to breed mistrust, which suffocates any opportunities for vulnerability. Like if I enjoy when you give me the tea on something that's going on, I might be listening and being like, girl, what? But I'm also more reluctant to share my own business with you, to open up to you, to take risks in front of you, to try new things with you, because you always have something to say to somebody else about it. And so I don't trust that it's safe here. I you know, recently did a TikTok video and I've talked about this before, but about the real definition of vulnerability. And it means I feel safe being seen here. And if I don't feel safe being seen here because you've already demonstrated that you will take a moment with somebody and go and share it with somebody else and go put your own spin on it, well, then you're training me to know that I can't show up as my full self here, right? So I often sometimes wonder if people who do engage in negative gossip also experience a lack of closeness in the relationships because other people probably aren't opening up and giving you that full connection and opportunity for platonic intimacy if you don't look worthy of it and they can't trust you you know so that's just that's just a thought I've had um another way that it kind of impacts our you know friendship is that it's going to alter the way that I see you and I, I want to have respect for you as my friend but I have to wonder about the woman who knows everybody's inside scoop I don't see you as genuine and I want to be able to view my friends in that light, but I can't do that with you. So you're impacting the way that I see you as a person, right? And then finally, 
it threatens to bring me down. Like depending on the content of the ongoing conversation that we have when we're together, if it's always something negative about other people, that can take a toll on me. And I want you to have these scripts ready for you. So even though I've developed seven that I know work and I've created a video to like let you see it in action, I'm gonna at least share two with you here right now. For those of you who are like, Danielle, I'm having this situation like tonight and I need your help in shutting it down. So here are two scripts that you can use the next time you're in a situation where one or two people is gossiping and you feel like you should say something, but you don't really know how to respond. These are two of my favorites. The other five you'll find in our friend forward private group coaching program. One thing you can do is when they're saying like, oh yeah, and I heard that he left her, da 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 da, is to say something like, um, oh girl, you know what? I'm trying to get better with gossip. So even though there are things I want to say, just ah, let me stop. Just let me stop. What this does is Instead of you coming from a self-righteous place where you're saying you guys are wrong and I'm right and I'm so above that, I can't participate, which can be a turn off even though it's true, you're commiserating with them and saying like, ooh, let me identify with you. I gossip too, but I'm trying to do better, so let me stop. This can be effective in two ways. One, it helps them to become more mindful of what it is they're doing and two, it ends the conversation most times because it's hard to continue to... because. Let's be real. It's hard to continue to gossip with people who won't engage with you. Okay. So what this does is it identifies without coming across as judgmental, but also works to hopefully end the conversation. And if anything, pulls you away from participating. Okay. The second thing that you can say, whenever you find yourself in a situation where women are gossiping and you feel uncomfortable, you can say, um, so let's say they're talking about, I heard so-and-so Um, had to move out of her house yeah like she totally got evicted what are you serious okay so let's say that's the topic at hand right and they're like oh well I heard she's not good with money anyway that's probably why yada 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 I might say something like oh I just I just feel bad like I know if people knew about my money struggles I'd be mortified so I almost don't even want to know about what she's got going on now I'm empathizing with the person we're talking about and I'm trying to communicate some sort of empathy to them and hopefully they can take from from my subtext and my signals that man if I were her I'd be embarrassed to know that y'all were talking crap about me now you're not going to say it in that way but you're saying in a nice way I can't really participate because dang I really feel for her right now and for the women who are taking delight in that conversation and are relishing the scandal you're kind of slapping them with a taste of empathy and showing them I don't enjoy this I actually feel really bad for her So I have five other um, scripts I've developed to help you. If you're like, this is actually a serious problem for me in my friend group and I want to put some more in rotation, you can find that by downloading the Friend Forward app anywhere you download apps. But in the meantime, I want you to know this. This is something that some of us struggle with more than others. But if you find yourself feeling distant from your friends, looking at them kind of sideways, not feeling um, positive about yourself once your interaction with your friend is over because you engaged in gossip, I don't want it to have an impact on your friendships, but I definitely don't want it to have an impact on you. And honestly, from kind of, you know, a moral and integrity standpoint, no, it's not cool to be constantly talking down about other people when they're not around. I mean, we didn't talk about the morality of this, um, but but yeah, I'm going to, you know, say it pretty plainly. It's messed up to be talking negatively in a way that detracts or diminishes somebody's reputation when they're not around. 
So if that's something you need support with, you know I got you and I am always here to have your back on your ongoing journey toward better female friendships.